Welcome to another chapter of Stone Clearing with Richard Herring, one man's attempt to ultimately bring back all together all the material that exploded in the Big Bang and press it all back into one super concentrated mass. Um, but in the meantime, before we get to that, you can only take a journey one step at a time. And my, my mission today, until now is to clear this field of stones. That'll be the first point, bring those stones back together into a sort of a lump. Uh, they've been here for eons. Wolfie's sister in a wee. It's been a bit... Uh, the house is stricken by illness at the moment. Uh, my son was sick, then my wife became sick a couple of days later, then my daughter was sick last night. I am the only one who has resisted the bug. I think showing... How stone clearing makes you into um, the Superman, really. You know, I think doing this, being out here in nature, it's all the medicine I need. It makes you fit, uh, gives you strength. Once you've handled the stones, you can overcome everything. So today's just going to be a a general ramble. Um, we're not going to cover any one subject in particular, as we have in the other ones which have been more sort of concentratedly worked out in advance, obviously. Uh, and I do want to allay any worries. Oh, my goodness, I just have to say I've arrived on the field a little bit later than usual just because everyone else is ill. The sun, you know, just a few few inches above the horizon, shining right in my face, but the field covered in frost, uh, which was something... Uh, we thought we would have to cover the ground. Actually, not quite as hard as it was the last time there was frost. But um, this is one of the many challenges, and we'll talk about this a little bit today. The challenges and of different conditions. Um, a, the sun is right in my eyes. It's very hard to see the ground at all. The ground has a frosty sheen, as if the stone gods have spread it with their buttery ejaculate that has crystallised overnight. Um, yeah, the, the ground is not clamping down on the stones quite as it was the last time um, I stone cleared in, the, in these conditions, which I did not podcast. I don't podcast all of this. That would be insane. Um, but yesterday, well, I, I was going to uh, do a podcast, but the sophisticated recording system that I know many of you love, the, the audio files out there are enjoying, um, was, uh, oh, that's quite a nice one, right very close to the shore, they're right on, right on the shoreline, and yet still there it is, uh, how's that possible, I don't know, uh, it was, conditions yesterday were perfect, and they're still not too bad in terms of being able to kick the stones out of the ground, if the ground has a level of moisture, again, I don't want to get sexual about everything in this, but it's that, when the ground is ready and moist, 
um, it, it will give you everything, and you can just kick the stones out of the ground, which I still seem to be able to do. Here's quite a good stone in the path, for example, that... Oh, well, I'm going to say it's easy to kick out. But I'm not actually able to do it. Um, obviously, there's sun in the eye makes it difficult for me to see any dog walkers approaching, so I have to be careful on doing that. One gets kicked out beautifully there. Again, right on the edge, quite a decent-sized stone. Goes on one of my smaller nests along this... What I like to think of the bottom end of the fiddle. Oh, there's a dog here, so... And that implies an owner. Wolfie! 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 Good girl. Wolfie's stalking the dog a little bit. They're stalking towards each other. Uh, I have to pretend, obviously, that I'm not podcasting now as there's a lady coming. So, all right, Wolfie! Wolfie! Oh, good girl. It's your friend. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Yes, it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's getting there. I think most people pick up such the stone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one that everyone puts things on, yeah. Did you ever walk and see the plastic? I didn't see it, yeah, no, I must, must go and have a look. Uh, is it still there? Yeah, it'll be there. Yeah, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. that's the far field there, the other side of the hedge. If you walk along there, it's just all in the hedgerow. Yeah. Oh dear. Come on, wolves. Go, go, come on. Come on, see you later. So, um, I don't... Wolfie! Wolfie! Wolfie's disappeared. Um, I don't think that lady knew that I'm doing all the other stone clearing. She thinks I'm just one of the uh, ramblers who put things on that mound. Uh, and she's more concerned about the plastic that's been ploughed into the field a couple of uh, fields away. You know, it's, it's, what, it's weird what, um, what upsets people, isn't it? And what, and what, what they obsess about. Um, who cares about plastic? I mean, that will last quite a long time, to be fair, and it is quite detrimental, but it's the stones that must be the first priority, of course. Uh, anyway, so, uh, as I say, it's good conditions. Even though it's frosty, it's still pretty good conditions for, for clearing the stones. And, um, yeah, it's, it's still moist. Luckily, I thought when I came up here and, and saw all those, those four little ones there, but remember, four little ones together make one quite small one as well but it's that's that's how we're going to do this bit by bit um just kicking a few off there now I, I will address the fact that a few of you were worried after the last podcast that uh i was down wasn't didn't have quite the excitement but i like the fact that podcast when it was i really wanted to show you the excitement of nighttime zone clearing uh and the day before i'd been out at night and found some amazing examples the day after i went out again some huge finds, uh, massive stones sort of appearing out of nowhere. But that's important. It's this frustration that will hit all of us at some point. Um, and sometimes you will feel down. Sometimes you will feel what you're doing is a pointless waste of time. Um, there's quite a nice little bed of different size stones down here in the corner here. Um, I'll just pick up four of these. I mean, these are... Not big, but they're, they're not tiny, tiny ones. And they go on that can there. I mean, I've got my little places worked out. Um, so don't worry, I was fine. I, I only regret that I didn't give you the excitement of a, of a good night's stone clearing. So there may be another nighttime one soon. Because it's not just the fun of finding stones in the dark. It's not the fear of being mugged for your stones, which is ever-present. 
uh, it's the transgression of being allowed because no one can see you to go further out into the stone ocean than you would dare in the daytime. Um, and you can become giddy with that excitement. That's, that's what I failed to give you. You actually can reach a point where you're not sure where you are. You, can you find your way back to the shore? Imagine you've gone swimming and you've just swum and swum and swum. A couple of, uh, nice sort of palm sized. That's Richard Herring, palm sized stones there. Well, one's palm sized, the other's a little bit smaller. To be fair, I don't want to big myself up. Um, and yes, that, that the way you can be, you can lose yourself. You look around and go, where is the shore? Can I, will I ever make my way back? And then of course you're in the field, so you do, but that's not the point. Um, it's that feeling I'm somewhere I shouldn't be, finding stones that thought they were safe, taking them back to the shore where logic decrees they should be. And that's what I regret missing out on. But the next day again went out. It's interesting the way I had soil blindness is it's a well-known condition amongst stone clearers that you're looking so hard for stones, all you can see is soil, and sometimes the soil even looks like a stone. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and what's exciting to me is no one knows that I'm doing this. That lady thinks she knows something. She doesn't know anything. She has no idea. She was being recorded. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. So, I mean, I will, of course, answer your queries as we go. I'm doing quite good work here, actually, just amongst all the chit-chat. Um, the stones are pretty cold. Uh, not as cold as they've been, I have to say. In this little bit, I'm throwing stones into the crook of a tree on the bank. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but, you know, I wonder if I get enough stones there whether we'll discover if stone is better than wood, whether I can topple these trees or whether the trees will support the stones. It's a little experiment that admittedly might end in someone being crushed by a tree, but I think that's, again, a small price to pay for the science of what we're doing here and for the importance of, uh, of moving the stones. Um, so, there again, just a kick, and then that one's out, and that's, that's in another tree there, so... Beautiful, just this, when the soil's like this, it's just this kick, pick, throw, kick, pick, throw, and you don't, you, it makes life a lot easier, and of course, the thing to watch out for is there are going to be some frosty days ahead, so maybe kick out a few that you don't pick up for for a future you to find, oh, that one's too good to leave though, so kick the cup right here, it's so hard though, you kick them up and then you go, well, I'm not leaving those two. But if you can just loosen a few stones all the time, just get stones nearer to the edge. If you're in the middle of the field, nearer to the edge. It doesn't matter if they're still in the field. That's a future you or a future stone clearer will one day. So I'm going to leave that one just in the path for me tomorrow. Oh, it's quite a big stone here. This might be one I've thrown from the centre of the field before that's come up sort of to a slightly weird place. Um, and that woman claiming other people, but... Uh, stones on my can is bullshit it's, it's all me um she, she just that that's part of the mystery you know she thinks i'm just putting a couple on there as i pass fuck that i'm putting on loads every single day here's one that um definitely i threw yesterday just on the path and now that can go on the can that i thought would be doing better is that the uh middle uh upward side of the field I'm trying to make a nice little wall along there um 
So yeah, do do send your queries in. Uh, I've had a query from uh, Richard in Hertfordshire. Uh, coincidentally, it's also quite a, just stone clear, but he wants to keep his surname anonymous. Uh, he says at night time, sometimes you know you're walking around, it's cold. You want to do a wee um, in the dark, or if there's no one around in the daytime as well, you could do it then. This is Richard speaking. Um, is it okay? To piss on the cans, is it good or is it bad uh, to do that, or should you piss somewhere else? Good question, Richard. It's something that actually I have been thinking about quite a lot. Um, not because I piss a lot, but occasionally I'm an elderly man and the call of nature comes. And is it respectful or disrespectful to piss onto the cans? That is because you're exuding chemicals, you're exuding warmth. My personal feeling, and I know some of the stone clearers out there are going to differ wildly on this uh is that yes you should even if you don't really need to go you should squeeze out some wee onto your main cans um because it's a respectful thing to do it does bring warmth but it brings the organic and the inorganic together in a fluid that has come out of organic thing but creates chemicals that will coat the stones possibly do something good to them who knows i don't know about science um oh and look just uh, taking a few steps out here although there's a dog coming wolfie wolfie uh i missed the dog walker so i was talking about we picked up quite a nice stone he might have seen me that's a danger wolfie uh, it's a dulux dog that wolfie's gambling around playing quite nicely with uh gone to the other owner there's it's actually some distance away i don't know if she's going to come back Wolfie! So I say, you know, the connection between you and the stones makes it worse. Come on, Wolfie, come here. Good girl. Come on. Good girl. Um, Does make it... Other stone clearers think that's disrespectful and disgusting and a health hazard. Um, So, you know, I will leave that up to you about how you follow. Uh, I'm now heading up. This isn't I always... I think I've come this route most of the time on the podcast, but I don't always come this way. Sometimes I cut across the field towards the main cairn for a short walk. I'll do a longer walk for you today. Uh, but, again, with that disappointment of the, the, that night, that night stone clearing that we recorded, um, I came up this way the next day, I think in the daytime, and was bewildered by the riches just a few metres away from the shore. I mean, it's just... It gives you an idea of the magnitude of the job that I've given myself. Uh, but also, it's so exciting when you find a rich seam. I think I've said this before, but you have to be careful not to be like a Nazi trying to collect some gold from a tomb just before it's going to explode in fire or something and take too much. Uh, and then go back when you drop one, because what you have to do with stones, of course, and then die. There's time to wait. Those stones are always going to be here until you remove them. Uh, You aren't always going to be here. You might not get to them all. That's true. But be patient. Don't be complacent. You know, that's what we always say. So, yeah, we on the stones is what I'm saying. We do we on the we on the stones. Um, It's better than we on the damp ground. Uh, And you and the stones will be connected. And when those stones are there in a thousand years time, evidently the weather may have washed away most of the wee, but a tiny particle of your wee might survive. And I'm possibly 
future technology, someone might be able to take that Wii uh, and say that's probably the Wii of uh, the bloke who created this. Don't know why they'd make that mental leap. And then they can clone you from your Wii and then you can do some more stone collecting or just be, you know, heralded as a as a god, whichever whichever is more like now. So there's a nice little pocket here, just again, right, because I don't come up here all the time. You can just find five or six stones at the moment coming up beautifully. A stone there that would take ages to get up normally, just a few kicks, and there it is, Bob's your uncle. And uh, just in the space of a few inches, I've got seven or eight stones that make one good-sized stone, and I'm leaving behind loads for another day. So I'm going to put those in just a tiny nest of two. Oh, there's a bigger one there. Along the way, I have got these piles that I like to go to. Most of them are only seven or eight stones high. Well, not even high, you know, just encompassing eight stones. Oh, here's a nice one. Yeah, that's a good one. Again, right at the edge. And when you're still finding stones like this right at the edge, it makes you wonder how many stones... I mean, there's one in the path that's worth taking out. Um, makes you wonder how long this is This is all going to take. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's probably going to be quite a long time. Again, people worried about the drainage of the field. Uh, get a grip is what I say to you. Um, other people telling me that removing the stones will make the land more profitable, be able to build, build, grow a better crop. So, you know, as I say, doesn't matter about any of that, but because uh, all you do is try to clear the stones regardless. Um, oh, a nice little, that was like a rugby kick there, right into the boundaries as I threw a couple of others. You can do, when you get more adept, you can be picking and kicking and throwing almost simultaneously. And that's exciting. So this is the area if we, I'll just check around for observers. It's very open, that's the problem here. Uh, so you can be seen uh, on the field. But yeah, just some, a brief walk out here. You know, I'm passing dozens of regular size stones and now we're going to hit a pocket again where there's some big ones oh. yeah the next day after that essentially I find a brilliant perpendicular stone which doesn't look like much it's a bit like an iceberg stone doesn't look like much on the top uh, but then you realise it goes down it's perpendicular to the soil and uh, it was a huge one one of the biggest I've found and I wish I'd been recording then uh, I picked up four or five well, I'm just talking there, four or five good-sized stones that would be as big as the can that I just put a few stones on. Uh, and they can go... There's a little sort of path for the vermin to go through here that I'm trying to block up with stones just for the hell of it. Again, it's important to use nature to try to destroy nature. Oh, and there's the dog again. It's the, uh, it's the Dulux dog again. It's back. They've overtaken us going around the long way. Whoopee! Whoopee! The guy didn't see what I was doing. Again, nobody knows. It is important to keep the secret. Nobody in the village knows what I'm up to. Um, it's important that that continues. Wolfie, come back! She loves this dog, which is slightly annoying. This is the corner I love. There's uh, loads and loads of stones in this corner. There's now a guy. I'm going to have to be quite surreptitious. He's not looking in my direction, at least. But if he were to turn around and see me, if he suspected... That more than that woman thinks that just a few people are putting stones on a pile. 
then I could be undone. And it's important. I would, you know, I hope one day somehow my children will find out that it's me that's been doing this and perhaps respect me more than they do currently when they find out. I'll be long dead then. They'll find out I did something worthwhile and they will finally love me. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to do here, ultimately, if I'm honest. Um, so any more questions? Uh, Andy McH, uh, a fan of comedy podcasts, for some reason, listening to this one. Um, I do know him from my, com- my more comedic uh, endeavours. Uh, and uh, he is uh, left a message on iTunes, I think, saying that he's slightly concerned that I'm more concerned about sh- size of stones than quality or I think maybe even descriptions of stones if it wasn't him someone else was talking about that now that's true you know you mustn't become overwhelmed with size size is not that important in fact the big ones are easy to get in in a lot of ways and they're certainly satisfying to get you have to take every stone off here my friends everything bigger than a grain of sand has to come off here eventually so uh he's right that you shouldn't give preeminence to the big ones, because the big ones are exciting. Um, as long as you are also taking off other stones, I'm really using the digging technique here. Put up a little bit of crop there, that's probably a bad thing. Uh, there'll be one less pee in the world, thanks to me, but it's right at the edge, no one's going to expect this to survive. Uh, Oh, that guy goes fast with his dog. What's he? He should, he should, he's right gone out of sight. He should get a hobby like stone clearing to delay, you know, it means you don't have to go home to your family so much. I want them to respect me, but I don't want to have to look after them, you know. So, oh, and I'm really digging with, with my foot here. And finally that one's come out, and it's not even that big. I mean, it's a decent size one. We haven't found any monsters on this form so far. But, uh, Two as big as my hand and two little ones that are nearly as big as my hand together. And they go on this corner can, which again, you know, I'm sort of surprised. It is true that, that the main can is expanding very quickly and making a difference as the other cans. I'm maybe not visiting quite as regularly. Um, I'm only putting one or two stones on most of them at a time, but not going as fast. Anyway, Andy, you, you know, I understand your point, but it doesn't matter what the stones are made of. Um, I don't care. As long as they're stones, they are my enemy and my lover, and uh, I must gracefully and forcefully remove them, as you must all lovers and enemies. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think a lot of the stones are flint, um, hence the firework explosions that I failed to show you in the last uh, last podcast. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to show you anyway. I think there's a dog lurking there. Is it a dog or a log? It's sort of... Don't get so paranoid. If it's a dog, it's very still and it's staring at me, but I think it's just a log. The light is very weird today. Um, you start to think when you're doing this, you get paranoid, you start to think that either dogs are spying on you or logs that look like dogs are spying on you, and that's a worry thing. Um, but no, yeah, there's a lot of flint out here, and uh, which is, is interesting. I mean, it's interesting that it does have that spark. It is. We are connected back to early man by being in this theatre, fitness field, sorry, what a Freudian slip that was, um, there's nothing, I mean, the, all the world is a stage, Richard, but there's nothing theatrical about this, this is all real, all too real, I am really doing this, I'm like actors pretending to be insane people, I am a man dedicated to doing this, 
and doing it and doing it and on days when I'm not recording it, uh, much more in fact, much more goes unrecorded than goes recorded with this. So I'm doing a long walk across the field, I've got three stones here in my hand, sort of little, little ones, I'm hoping to find some big ones to carry across. It was just a log or it's not moved anyway, so I think it's just a log. It could still be watching me though and that's the thing you have to be careful about. Um, Again, this difficult judgment about which stones to pick up this far from the centre where I'm going to dump them in the central can. Um, if I pick up too many too soon, I will have to dump them if someone's coming along. Uh, but also maybe I'll see bigger ones nearer. But again, size not important, but just better examples. When you're just building the can early on, Andy McH, you know, you just want to make it a bit more impressive quickly and then you can do other work. But I'm taking little ones off as well. Um... No, no one seems to be coming. But yeah, it's interesting, this flint. Our ancestors, in the dim, distant past, they would have lived in fields like this, just hadn't thought to go in caves yet, just in the cold, dying. These flints were, they're just lying around here. That was their main tool. They'd make fire, they'd make axes out of it. This field, when you think about it, is littered with the Stone Age equivalent of iPhones. Uh, 5,000 years ago, I don't know how long ago the Stone Age was, wherever it was, men would have been excited, and women would have been excited to find these, pick them up, turn them into tools, make fire with them. Now, our generation, they just leave them littered, not caring about them. And, yeah, you might think, well, yeah, they're just stones rich, but what I'm saying is maybe in the future, future people... We walk around field clearing iPhones out, thinking, look at these, these are useless. The people who had these thought they were pretty cool, but they're not. That's what I'm saying. Look at it from that perspective. Yeah. I hope I've blown your mind, and I hope you made you think about how you value what you value. And ultimately, those iPhones, in 5,000, 10,000 years, however long ago it was since Stone Age times, I don't know. I don't, I, how am I expecting that? I didn't, didn't really study history at school. Um, at least these stones are still useful your iPhones, you know, you can make cans out of them you can still make fire out of them if you were so inclined you can make a tool out of them fuck is that that guy that's that guy with the Dulux dog he's right at the other corner, how fast is he Wolfie he's insane isn't he um, slow down a bit mate, Take, enjoy the pace of life Take, you know, don't so don't, you know, don't get not everything has to be quick and that's the thing with them, you know, so I've got five or six stones there just kick another one. That Ken's doing okay. Why is that old, why is that woman not talking about that one? Because she doesn't know it's there, that's why. Oh, and I think they've gone. They've gone through the corner there. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll just do a spit. Um, uh, I'm doing a little bit of throwing. This, unfortunately, this as you go down from that central Ken, this path isn't quite as uh, lucrative in terms of stones. Um, but I do like to just pick one up and chuck it towards the Ken. As long as I can't, or, you know, even again... As long as it's getting closer to the edge or the middle or wherever you're collecting your stones, that is a victory. Um, where was I? Oh, I can't remember. But, you know, it's that's the thing, isn't it? What we're doing here, me doing it, you listening. I'm walking through a beautiful field. I'm taking my time. Um, it's still the same amount of exercise. Don't have to go fast. It was be doing just takes longer. Um, the dog gets a good 45-minute walk in the morning, which he's happy about. Let's see, I'm quite away from the thing now. In fact, I found a little one. Oh, I'm way away, but I'll get that halfway up the path. Let's see how we do. And then 
Wolfie's chasing after it. And that one is beautiful. Kind of wet. It's a bit like bowling in a way. There's a line you have to go. And that one I threw and it, it hit the field, but then there was spinner and it came back onto the path. So maybe in the next podcast, I will find that one and we can recover it. Again, um, you know, I've come to a few examples uh, of stones along this way just to dump at the end. But slimmer pickings. As, as the field goes downhill, some reason in this part, not so many stones. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's this point in the walk. It's always this, as we're returning, I become more philosophical. I think you become more philosophical. You need to do the long walk. Don't rush around, mate. What are you rushing to? Get, getting back to your life, your horrible family? That's your family, my family, if it's all right. Apart from they're puking everywhere and you have to clean sick out of their hair. I mean, that's still all quite a fun. Ever worrying that you're next. So far, I'm not, not been sick physically. Um... So, you know, this is Amble. I hope you're enjoying this. I think there'll be people who have been listening to the first 20 minutes of this podcast. This is just a bloke collecting stones. But no, hang on in there, my friends. Get to this bit. Hopefully you'll find the same kind of calm that I feel. Now, the sun has, in this time has risen inches above the ground, feet above the ground. I mean, probably in reality, hundreds of thousands of miles. But um, I suppose we're moving. But it's moving as well. I don't know. I don't know about science. I'm just about stones. Um... These of the stones I'm holding, by the way, are pretty cold. Not as the coldest they've been, but I am wearing my gloves. I'll show you a picture of these gloves as the picture of this podcast encrusted with dirt. That is the good, honest, hard work. Those people going off to work in their jobs, commuters. I mean, he's a bit late, to be honest. Got started off, he might not have a job, that guy. Or he might be self-employed, like me. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. He just walks fast, is all I'm saying, and that's suspicious to me. Um... We're ambling through this field. You might be sitting down to work. Well, this is the point I'm recording this. Data entry. Laughing at me for collecting stones. Yeah? <laughs> Again, I hope, that, like me, you will find this, as well as being quite insulting to you, um, interesting philosophically to find this zen and calm, which you do as the walk progresses. I feel genuinely the happiest I could ever be. Gathering up. Um, that, um, on that walk, I picked three tiny stones. They've all gone on that can on the on the path down, which I'm not going to take. But you know what? The, what my heart was a stone as I picked those stones up, and it has melted into a beating, loving thing that loves nature and being alone. And that's a beautiful that hates humanity, and that's a beautiful thing for your heart to become that. So. Um, now this is the this is the little part where I have a game. There aren't many stones around here, unfortunately. Oh, there, I, I spoke too soon. Look at that beauty. Uh, so there's a there's a walk. You know, one of the little uh, what do you call them bits of wood that indicate that uh, which way you can walk. Those things. I like to gather the stones around those anyway. But this one's a bit away from the path. I like to throw the stones towards that one. It was quite close. That one hit it. Did you hear? Yeah. Um, so it's a, you can play little games. It's not all serious, this. But uh, it is... It's everything. It's all things to all men. Stone clearing. You can take it very seriously. You can, If you want, you can buy a special digger with an attachment on the front that sieves the stones out. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to. Uh you can be, you know, you can be playful with it. You can be serious with it. 
You can be artistic with it. You can just be pragmatic with it and say, well, I'm just clearing stones, which that's all this is. There's no greater cultural meaning, artistic meaning, meaning to my soul. But you will say that, but it won't be true. Because like me, if you do this enough, you will feel this connection. As you slowly watch the crops growing over the weeks and months and years, you do this growing, being harvested, the ground being ploughed, new stones being thrown up. I'm looking forward to that day, even though it will sort of be depressing as well. The day they come and plough and a whole new load of stones are brought up from underneath to the top. It means sort of all the work you've done so far is meaningless, but it also means you have a whole new crop of stones to enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just walking along hardly gathering stones now. I've done five, I think, in the last ten minutes. And that is a slight worry. I think, you know, I've realised some. We were ill over the weekend, the family was, and uh, I didn't have the dog for a couple of days because uh, we were meant to be going away, so it got taken away but, uh, by my angles. And you don't come out. And, you know, and, and I was sort of averaging out, thinking, well, I'm doing 100, 200 a day. We can work that out per day. This is only going to take me 50 years or so. But then you have a weekend where you don't do any, or you, you walk where you do seven. I probably came out last night did maybe 10 stones. But again, size is an important quantity. isn't necessarily all everything. Um, and here we are at the uh, central cairn. I mean, it is looking pretty good. It, it's not visible from space yet, but it is visible from the other side of the field. So that woman was right to be impressed. Oh, look at this. What have I found right on the pathway? It's a beauty. Uh, that's the first. This one looks like a Millennium Falcon. Some of it is soil, to be fair. Oh, actually, quite a bit of it's come off, but not... That's not too bad at all. It's not like a prime stone that I'm going to put on the top of the wall, uh, but it's certainly good enough to go on the wall. I mean, all stones are, uh, and it's certainly going to make a big difference in creation. I'll just try and pick up a couple along here. So I'm going out of my way, really, just to see. There's nobody about. Old Mr. Speedy Gonzalez rushing off to live his life. Um, actually, I've got to go and test drive a car soon, so I mustn't stay out here too long. Um, <laughs> uh, there's nothing funny about this podcast I don't know why I'm laughing at that uh, I'm just going to pick up a few examples here just to add to it. and I guess this is why this wall does a bit better because every day I will go out my way to add three or four and a little thing I'm doing though because I'm aware that one can is doing better than all the others uh, when I do this and we're heading down to the least second area of the field in stone terms Ironically, probably the best place to grow crops. Uh, I will take one of these stones. I'll put most of them on my main can, and I'll take one of them and put that on one of the smaller cans as I go down. Um, do remember, you can tune out any time. Don't have to listen to all of this. Right. Well, I'm going to head home. My family are ill, and in a way, I should be with them. Um, is that a little bit of brickwork there? It's the occasion you'll come across an archaeological find. I'm not interested, mate. Genuinely not interested. But we'll go on. Whatever I find will go. If it's not organic, there's... If it's organic, there's no need to panic. If it's not organic, I've forgotten how that line goes, but it's a good one. If it's not, chuck the twat, isn't it? Something like that. But uh, if I find King Arthur's jewels, I'll just go on the cairn along with all the other 
non-organic material. Uh, there's metal on this can, as I think I mentioned, a big bit of plough or something from the olden days. Uh, yeah, not, these are, these are, I've got two handfuls of small stones, and, and the fact that I'm holding them comfortably in my hands will give you an idea of how few stones that is. But let's put five of them on the end of the can here. I mean, I hope that, and I've got, I'm keeping one just to, just in case I don't find too many down here. I have to say, though, even though this stretch has not as many stones, I have found two or three of the biggest ones buried in this area and it always surprised me and you know we will i'm sure capture that on the podcast at some point you saw the delight there i had just a quite a medium-sized stone um but there may be a little bit if you want to really build a wall around the edge of your field there may be a little bit of having to transport stones along that one goes i mean it's puny compared to the other ones i put there uh, but it goes on the top of that can and now i might just there's long here there's one i can just kick there just kick that off that's a random one just on the edge of the path, but the shoreline between the path and the stone ocean, that one's gone. Everyone goes. And so you're right, Andy McH, that was a tiny one. Did you, did, was I going, oh, but I can only get the big ones? No, Andy McH. You fucking prick. I hate everyone who listens to this podcast, but especially Andy McH. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to pick up a few just on the way out here. I, I feel there was something else I wanted to talk to you about today, but, you know, the thing is that, that my thoughts on this I like the stones. They're infinite. They are brilliant. But we can come back to them another time. There's always a danger none of this is recorded, as has happened once before. Just a nice, again, nice little kick into the nettles there. That one's not going into any wall. That's just getting off the field. It wasn't big. It wasn't remarkable. It doesn't matter what kind of stone it is. I don't care. I'm not going to get into classifications of stone. All I is is classification of stone versus is it stone? Is it soil? Is it grass? Is it poo? Uh, and there they are, talking of poo, there's a couple of poos with their little knitted gossamer jackets that this, the poo elves grow. Oh, I was going to go out in the field there, but there's a dog walker right behind me. So I'll just pick up this one from the edge, pretending I'm just doing a sh- tying my shoelaces even though I'm wearing Wellingtons. Um, and that one goes into the ditch. I hope you heard it click. Apparently the click's coming out better than my voice uh, on this podcast, and that is... That's careful setting by me, because that's the... Who's more important, me or the stones? Who will be here in 10 years' time? The stones will be here, will I? I mean, you know, I hope so. So that's a tiny one. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of the way the, these poos are given jackets to keep them warm in the night. I expect there was also wee on them a bit as well. I, I, that wasn't me then that in, and I don't wee on those stones. That would be disgusting, so uh, anyone who says that is me. He's a liar. So I'll just put there's a this oh, nice little enclave here that's gone unnoticed, even though again very close to the edge. There's an egg. There's an egg stone, nice round egg stone. And they'll just go on my on my final uh well, my first and my final. This is where I enter the field, this is where I usually leave the field. Oh, oh no. I thought my I thought my oh no, my fingers come through my gloves, it has. So well, maybe I should take a photo of that. Uh, yeah, I thought these—I thought these workman's gloves would be DIY gloves would be ideal for this. But actually, the actions of the stones, just in a few short weeks, I've been wearing these, has worn them through, showing that what I'm doing is better than DIY, harder than DIY. I mean, I probably have to throw this glove away. 
And that's weird because I took a photo of these gloves before the, sh- before the podcast to show you the dirt on them, but now I'm going to take a different one to show you um, how hard I'm working. I've worn this glove literally to my bone, well, my skin, uh, and they probably won't really be any good. And even so, I did find with these gloves that your hands would still get a bit dirty. Uh, and also, I stone players will know this if they've been doing it for a while, the end of your fingers will become hard. Uh, guitarists know this kind of thing as well. Your fingernails will become chipped. I don't really have much in the way of fingernails. I still bite my fingernails, but they're still kind of chipped away at the ends there. You're working hard out here. You're doing something important uh, if you have to buy some more gloves. If anyone has that, these were uh, mechanics gloves I was going to recommend to you, but uh, uh, I can't rec- I can no longer recommend them that my finger is poking right out. I'm gonna, you'll see it in the photo. You've, you've probably seen it already. Um, well, with some excitement to end the podcast on there. Um, again, showing that Stone wins all competitions. That Stone in paper, scissors, Stone should always win because it will smash all of those things. Um, even st- Stone will break other stones. That's how hard Stone is. Um, if you play sort of a game of conquers with it, which is sort of what I'm doing. So yes, well, I think that's uh, that was an exciting thing to capture. On the podcast, that could easily have happened just in my daily life, and you wouldn't have been there to experience it in actual reality. Um, pairs of gloves gone through one. Stones cleared, I don't know, you know, a few thousand. Um, I don't even wear these gloves every day, so these gloves have not done well in the eternal battle between gloves and stone. If you have any tips on what would be a good glove to wear... Uh, do let me know. I'm, you know, again, in some ways, I'm an amateur here myself. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was. This is a great time to stone play when the ground's like that. It was a little bit frostier than yesterday, but I think you saw. You know, I, I was not doing all that much bending down. I wasn't doing that much exertion to get the stones out with my hands. It was all just kick, kick, kick today. Um, and you have to play the conditions when you're a stone clearer. So I hope you've enjoyed. I thought I saw a sort of Adolf Hitler bear doing a Nazi salute at me there, but it was just our kettle. I think I might be going mad. Anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy your stone clearing. Bye-bye. Hi, darling. Yeah, how are you feeling? Just walking the dog. You have been listening to Stone Clearing, Richard Herring and Wolfie the Dog, plus the lady who worries about the plastic up on the field and the very fast dog walker. The music is by Mike Cosgrave. Only one person's guessed the mystery voice so far. Do you know who it is? Mm.